Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And we are now talking about how you can really have the life you want. My guest is Charlie Harari. His book is Unlocking Greatness, The Unexpected Journey from the Life You Have to the Life You Want. Charlie Harari is a business executive in New York. He was an associate clinical professor of management and entrepreneurship at Sai Sims School of Business at Yeshiva University, and he hosts a weekly radio show and the Unlocking Greatness podcast. Charlie is an internationally acclaimed speaker for subjects ranging from behavioral and intelligence to performance management to personal empowerment and you can log on to charlieharari.com h-a-r-a-r-y.com welcome charlie thank you so much what an honor to be on your show oh thank you so much so you know one of the things you write about is you say what's stopping us you know what what does stop us charlie it's our mentality that's what stops us we've got a lot in front of us. We, there's so much more potential than I think we even dream of. I tell people all the time that I think one of the greatest misconceptions that a human being has is that he or she thinks that their mind is like riding a bicycle when it's like flying an F-16. And when you treat it like a bicycle, it performs like a bicycle. But if we understood the power that we have inside us and what we can do with it, we would take things on, do bigger things, and live a greater life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's easier said than done because there are a lot of people that do think the way that you said, you know, they'd rather play it safe. You know, they'll maybe be in a career where things are very sort of regimented, automated, they work from nine to five, they get a paycheck, they do the same things, and it's safe for them. And maybe that works for them, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't, great. Right? Everyone has their past, everyone has what they're fighting for. Greatness is not comfortable. So if they're living a life mm-hmm. and their career is comfortable, that's okay. But if their career is comfortable and their relationships are comfortable and their weight is comfortable and their health is comfortable, they're not pushing themselves to greatness. It's like going to a gym. If you're going to go to a gym and be comfortable, you're just doing the wrong thing. If you're going to go through life and be comfortable, it's okay. You're just not achieving your inner potential. And then mm-hmm. over time, you feel it. You, it starts to sort of like nag that, hey, I could have been more, I could have had more, had I just put myself in situations where I could have been better. Interesting. You write about something called schema, S-C-E-H-E-M-A, and what does that mean? It's, it's the, it will filter over our mind. If you can almost imagine our minds... Right, Charlie, hold on, you're coming in a little garbled. I don't know, I'm hearing like oh. every other word. Oh, no. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. All right, you know, we're going to go to break because we want to hear every word you're saying, and we'll come right back. So, folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back with Charlie so we can figure the sound and we can hear every word. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There are so many ways to get your message out into the world. Why wouldn't you use as many media outlets as possible to promote your book, your business, or your brand? So how will you do it? Where will you start? I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio. Join us every week on Lights, Camera, Expert, Unleash Your Expertise. We'll show you how to get the media attention you and your brand deserve. Listen every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurship? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. And we are back and we are talking to Charlie Harari about his brand new book, Unlocking Greatness. The Unexpected Journey from the Life You Have to the Life You Want. And Charlie Harari is a business executive in New York, and he really talks about performance management and personal empowerment. Welcome back, Charlie. Thank you so much. Great to be on the show. All right. Yeah, thank you. So you were talking about schema, which is like a neural framework. So explain that again. Sure. So in your mind, if you will, you have all these beliefs, and they create these sort of connections. And then as these beliefs start to form in your mind and get more and more secure and set, they actually create a filter for how you see the world. So each person is not seeing the world for the world itself. They're seeing the world through the prism of this schema. And as a result, the feelings we have, the empowerment or the disempowerment that we feel, is as much of a part of our mind and our beliefs than it is in the world around us. Mm-hmm. So is it reality then or is it not reality? 
It's not reality. The world around us is giving us... See, none of us have actually experienced real reality, right? We think we see reality. We walk around to saying to ourselves, if this would only happen, then my life would be better. If he would only listen, if my wife, if my husband, if my kids would only realize that when I speak, it's like the word of God, they would be great kids. Mm-hmm. If the giants would only win, if God would listen to me. We walk around assuming that the reality around us is shaping how we feel inside us. But mm-hmm. we're not looking at reality, all we're doing is looking at a perspective of reality. So me and you are looking at the same thing, but I bring my whole life in and my experiences and my schema, that filter that's mine, and you bring yours in. That's why people are divisive. It's not because they both want the wrong thing. It's because they look at the same subject and they see it through totally different lenses. Mm-hmm. And when we live a life trying to fight over what's in front of us, we'll fight our whole mm-hmm. lives. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, and without talking about this, I mean, if you look at our political system and how divided it is, I mean, I will look at the same set of facts as you, and there are people that are total supporters for other reasons and people that are non-supporters, and they both have good reasons, and they have the opposite points of view. Yeah, and not only that, but they're both looking at the exact same thing. Exactly. You'll literally see people look at the same thing and go, see, he's great, and they'll they'll go, see, he's terrible. But they're looking at the same thing because they're each picking out one aspect that confirms their schema. And this is based on the research from a man named Jean Piaget. It's all there. That's how we operate unless we break it. So the schema is really our belief system and our values, yes? Yes, very much so. So let's talk about um, what we can learn from inspiring personal stories of achievement. You know, I mean, we watch people with Olympics, we watch sports stars, we watch Emmy winners, we watch people that win awards. What can we learn from this? One of the things that are the most important thing to learn from whenever you see someone achieving greatness is to realize that they got there through micro moments. Yeah. People think that when you look at somebody who wins an Academy Award, they were born with a different gene than they were born with. The person who wins the Olympics, the person who is the greatest teacher, everyone behind the screen has something special about them that only exists there. It's not true. They became great because of micro moments. They become great because they took every opportunity in front of them, in one path particularly, but in life, and they worked on themselves to make each moment in that path greater, less comfortable, more uncomfortable. And when you consistently see the world through the prism of how can I become greater and not how can I become more comfortable, you become better than everyone around you. And so it's, mm-hmm. what's inspiring to me is the proof that human beings can grow and achieve greatness. And when you see someone up there, what one should do is say, okay, how can I go into my life right now mm-hmm. And put myself in a position where I can be a little greater than I was yesterday. But I think that does require something you said, and that's being uncomfortable. I know that's happened to me a lot in my career, and there are days I say, oh, why am I choosing this? Because it doesn't feel good. You don't know what's happening next. You're risking. You're taking a risk for the next step. So it's not comfortable, Charlie. Right. And that's the, that's, I mean, that's the point. That great people, and, and I've done this research as to what makes them great. You know, for every person that has, you know, that's super smart, someone is struggling in school. For every person that's got the right parents, someone's got the wrong parents. When you look down the list, there's not one thing that connects everybody except for this one thing, which is people that have accomplished in life put themselves in positions of being uncomfortable. They are comfortable 
in the uncomfortable because that's the path. And that's what happens sometimes in this world is that we think the path is to comfort. That's not the path. The path is to greatness. And when you realize that greatness only comes from discomfort, when you feel that vulnerability, when you feel that fear, you will say Mm -hmm. to yourself, wait, this is the path. This is the path forward. I'm not Mm -hmm. scared of this. I'm embracing this. I may fail. Okay. I'd rather fail than never have tried. And when you look at people at the end of their lives that have the, re- the biggest regrets, when you study the research as to who re- what's the regret that one has on their deathbed at the end of their lives, it's not, I failed. It is, I didn't try. And that's the difference in life. Very interesting. Now, you also talk in your book about human capital in terms of creating good and having selfless work habits. Why is this so critical for business? Businesses really come down to one or two to one or two missions: to put something into one's pocket to serve to serve their self, or to make a difference in the world to serve others. Now you can serve others and still make money, right? I'm not saying that everything should be a nonprofit. However, mission-driven companies succeed more than self-focused-driven companies. Mm-hmm. And when you are out there every day and you want to inspire your work staff and yourself. If you can use your business and the product you're offering to give a value to somebody else, and that's your focus, you will get better and better, give more and more, inspire your staff to be better at their jobs, and usually you'll become more successful in business. But when your focus is on other people, more value, more service, taking care of people at a higher level, you not only become more of yourself because you tap into a deeper part of yourself, you actually become more valuable to the world and the marketplace. And that's something that most people don't get. They're so scared to give. They're so worried that if they give, they're not going to get back. They're so into counting, everything counting, counting. When is it me? When is it me? They're so scared to let themselves just be a giver because they're worried someone's going to take advantage of them that they give up the opportunity to make a real difference in this world. Yeah, so true. Wow. You know... However, what if you have all, all of that and you want to make a difference, but you're in a toxic business culture? How do you turn that around so you can feel valued? Well, a lot of times if you're in a toxic business culture, you have to realize that toxic things get into your brain and that's how you start thinking. A lot of times if you're in a workforce and it's toxic, if it's getting into your head and making you think this way, You've got to try to do what you can to either block it or leave it because people think that they are stronger than they are when it comes to toxic cultures because your thoughts change your brain, which shift your, shift your reality. So if you're around people that are toxic, that are complaining, that are victims, that are mean, that are, that are selfish, you won't realize it, but you'll start to develop some of those habits as well. You'll start to think this way. You won't even know what's happening because the thoughts will be in your brain. And so either you have to be really careful to not engage in that toxic, even if it's, it's to your detriment, just to not engage or you got to leave yeah. because it's not worth it. There's, there's, worth a, it. there's a saying, birds of a feather flock together, and I think that that's very true. Yeah. And then you all start want, thinking the same way. Yeah, and I saw this thing that you are the average of your five closest people, right? Look, look at your life. Yeah. See who's around you the most. The five people that are around you the most, you're usually right in the middle. And if you surround yourself with people that are great, you'll be great. And if you surround yourself with people that are not, 
He won't be. Hmm. Fascinating. You also write about what businesses get wrong about diversity and how they, they don't understand inclusion and how important inclusion is. Explain that. People think that diversity is what's right. Why do you have diversity for? Because it's the right thing to do. Like as if they're giving society a service and giving them like a, like a non-profit gift. Okay, fine, we'll be diverse. You don't, we don't engage in diversity because it's right. You engage in diversity because it's smart. Because if you're a mission-driven company, you'll be successful if you have multiple opinions, multiple perspectives, different schemas. You want people around you that are different so that when you say something, you know it's true for a larger group of people. You want to give people opportunities, not because you want to do what's right, because it's smart. It makes sense. But if you're a self-driven company, if you care about yourself, what you're going to want are people around you that look like you and talk like you and agree with you because that makes you more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's life. Do I want to become right. great or comfortable? And when you see companies that are mission-driven, diversity is like no one even has that. It's like totally a given because mm-hmm. they want people based on merit. They want people to be different. But when you see companies that are self-driven, they have to like pry themselves to have diversity programs and remind themselves because at the end of the day, they don't care. They, what they really want deep down is for everything to feel comfortable and the same. And they're missing mm-hmm. out on becoming as great as they can be. Yeah, so true. Well, and we could say that really. I mean, you could apply that to what's happening now in politics, which we won't get into. But, you know, it, it's being able to listen to other people's points of views and value them. Because that's where you get all your information, right? If you just go along with what you think and get other people to yes you and have yes people around you, you're not growing. Absolutely. If you get around, exactly right. If you surround yourself with people that make you feel good about yourself for no reason, just yes, and you're right, and you're great, you'll feel more comfortable, but you're not going to allow those opinions to be vetted properly. You know, there's a saying in the, in the, in the, in the entrepreneurial world that you're, you're, all your ideas have to be battle-tested, which means the great companies, when they're done with ideas, they put them in a room, and somebody has to be the person that's going to knock them, battle them, shoot at them. And they have to go through that. And they know that's not there to hurt them. It's there to help them. Mm-hmm. People that want to make the difference, they care so much about, about the product and the service and the people that they're serving and not about themselves and their ego and their you know, insecurities that they want their ideas to be challenged and questioned so that so they can yeah. dig to yeah. a deeper place and come out with more. So and that's the mark of a good leader. Yeah, and exactly. that's the mark of a good leader. Of a strong exactly. leader. You know, exactly. we heard, I, I watched the Oscars and we heard Oprah make headlines with her incredible Golden Globe speech. And that wasn't the Oscars, that were the Golden Globes, but Meryl Streep did it in last year. You know, what makes these speeches so compelling and why do we really care about kind of these strong, compelling speeches that just move us? Is that leadership? Is that why we move? Because we feel these people are offering us something? Great question. You know, I think there's two pieces to leadership. One piece is action, making actual change, and one piece is inspiration. You see, all of us know who we should be. Deep in our souls, we know who we're supposed to be. And the world around us sort of throws us for curves, and we create these schemas that are not proper. And lots of times in life, when you live in the reality, the humdrum of every day, you forget how great you can be. 
And what a great speech does is a speech takes you out of reality, especially if it's in a world like glitzy and glamoury like an award show, an individual that people have all, an icon that people recognize. When, when someone like that can take you out of your reality and paint a picture of something that's idealistic, it allows us to find a place inside ourselves that we always know there but haven't been able to access. And what great leaders do is great leaders do that and they follow up with action. And so when we see people that can inspire and move us, we gravitate to them because they bring out a piece in ourselves that was always there but was lying dormant under the surface of everyday life. And, and and that's what we're looking for, right? We're looking for those people to motivate us to go to the next level in our lives. Absolutely. We want people to be able to show us and teach us. And I hope this book does that. We want people to tell us and remind us that we could be more because we deep down don't believe that. We think, and this is, and by the way, it's getting worse. We live in a world where, like, we're attached to social media, and social media shows us pictures of our friends that are all on vacation, and that they look amazing, and celebrities that look like it's natural. Meanwhile, they, they, took, they did 100 takes with makeup and lighting. Right. Right. We're always being like, you know, you see a picture of someone's family on vacation, and all the kids are sort of, like, perfect, and who knows right. it took, like, 100 takes for that. We're constantly reminding ourselves of everything we see that we are not right. enough. We're not enough. Yeah. And and it's the screen. I mean, we're looking at the screen all the time. Absolutely. As you said, I mean, that we're looking screen, by your screen. Yeah. Ab- but at what price? That screen what reminds price? us all day. You are not enough. You're Very not interesting. Great. So so your, your closing thoughts. What do you want to leave our listeners with, Charlie? If they get one thing out of this interview about greatness and unlocking their own greatness, what is it? the idea that you have all the greatness inside you already. You never have to be great. You have to reveal great. Inside you is a soul. It's a spirit. It's a piece of the divine that's greater than anything in the world. And all you got to do is bring it out throughout your life. And the way you do that is through micro moments of uncomfortability, micro moments of discomfort. When you push yourself to learn something, to say something, to have a conversation with that person in your family, to go above and beyond for the customer, to push yourself in your own spirituality, to push yourself in your own career. Every time you push yourself past your current comfort zone, you bring out a little bit more of your inner greatness. And if you live your life every day in micro moments, you will wake up one day, I'm guaranteeing it, You'll wake up one day and go, holy cow, I didn't recognize myself. And that's the goal mm-hmm. that I hope people take away and, and get from this book. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. How can people find your book? They can go to, if you, if you go on Amazon, it's Unlocking Greatness. Google it. Um, there's a website, unlockinggreatnessbook.com. Or you can just Google my name, Charlie Harari, H-A-R-A-R-Y. You'll find the website. You'll find the book, the podcast, the newsletter, all the stuff that we have, the blog, and anything else that you may want uh, is all there. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful interview. Very inspiring. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you so yeah, much thank for the opportunity. You. It was great. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Um, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook. Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And if you'd like my newsletter, I'm doing a lot of different things now um, to really show people what can work through wonderful guests and programs. Uh, Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. Until next week, have a wonderful week. 
Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.